Good morning, friends. Hope everybody's week is going well. It's your boy, Rig Villanueva. And uh, today, we're going to talk about episode 10 of the Bad Batch Retrieval. Um, and basically, this episode is a rescue mission for the Marauder. And I guess, in essence, for Gonky, who uh, I kind of thought this episode might be one of those kind of goofy ones where the droid does a bunch of stuff. And he doesn't. But it was nice to see uh, Gonky get a little bit of screen time this season where he's not just being, uh, you know, the weights aren't just being lifted for him. So, um, or he, you know, he's not just being utilized that way. So anyway, um, so they're trying to get their ship back and they're trying to figure out who was that stolen from them. And a slight bummer in that it wasn't Hondo. Um, I think we all kind of knew that it wasn't, even though he looked a little bit like him. Um but this kid's name is Benny, um, Benny Barrow, B-A-R-O or Barrow, uh, is the name that's in the credits, uh, voiced by Yuri, Yuri Lowenthal. Yeah, I didn't look up any other prior credits for Yuri, but, um, yeah, pretty cool. Um, I think overall this episode, I don't know, you guys know my overall feelings on the show just in general. And the things that I kind of struggle with. And while, you know, this one's important for them to get the ship back. And there's messaging in this episode that I really, really like. Um, but, I, you know, as my problems with season one, I think the the dressing of the episode, I don't know. I might have liked it just a little bit more if it was just a little bit different. If the actual story was a little bit different. It was fine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to come down on it. But I just kind of go, eh, okay, that was cool. Um, but let's talk about the meat and taters of this thing. So we find out that the Marauder was taken back to the center of this town, um, where this mining facility is and the guy running it, his name is Mako. And Mako has this kind of like cat armadillo thing going on, um, with the weird arm. Gave me some real, real strong, like, uh, Rothgar Dang vibes like it's kind of almost a similar silhouette where like the neck the way the neck comes up the head shape that weird arm um and Mako's over there running things and what he's doing is he's skimming off the top he's keeping for himself and he's keeping all the workers down now personal connection here as a guy who's in a union fuck this guy Mako can eat shit he's eating everything else we saw him and that scene was gross whoever did the sound design for Mako eating everything um good on you because it was disgusting. Um, one of those things that I kind of can't handle is like, like really crazy loud mouth sounds. And I know as recording a podcast, sometimes it happens. I'm not trying to put it on anybody, but it's one of when it's like excessive like that. It's a bit much, but it got its point across. So yeah, Mako can eat shit. And we kind of see that he's been lying to these workers and telling them that the Ipsium has been slowly degrading in these mines. So they're not, these workers aren't getting much and they're all young. They're all like kids. They're like teenage kids. And I mentioned this in the last episode when they had, um, Omega getting the Ipsy. Um, I was kind of like, yeah, there's some child labor stuff and I get it. It's a tight space, but she's still a kid. Like, uh, it just, you know, something that I kind of noticed And this one. Like they all seem to be kids and they're, uh, they're fighting for scraps essentially. So, we, you know, the batch obviously is going to try to get their shit back. So they find to try to break their way in cool sequence of them trying to get into like that exhaust, um, tunnel and, uh, you know, Hunter taking down the one droid 
and so that everybody else can get in. And um, sorry, let me let me check my notes here. And they they eventually meet uh, Benny, and you know Benny kind of is like, "Why do you care about like your ship or your or, the, or Gonky and like not understanding what that stuff means for Omega and for the Batch?" Uh, and he mentions that that mine used to be run by the Techno Union uh, prior to Marco taking over. Clearly, some point after the Clone Wars, because the uh, Techno Union isn't really a thing that much anymore. And um, when Omega goes with Benny to retrieve the codes so that they can open up the race shields, at first I was like, "Don't let her go. What are you thinking? Like, you can't trust this kid." But obviously, they're giving Omega more kind of freedom in those decisions, and you know, we've we've kind of seen it where she's kind of coming into her own. Um, and, uh, she can clearly handle herself when they like kind of capture Benny or whatever. He tries to get away on that speeder. Um, you know, Wrecker kind of clotheslines him down and then she, you know, she's out, comes out of nowhere with her little, uh, laser bow and arrow thing pointing right at his face. Um, she can handle herself, um, which was, uh, pretty cool to see. Um, but they eventually find the Marauder, and as Marco says earlier on in the episode, that he's going to sell it for parts. So everything's out of it, the hyperdrive and everything. So I guess that's kind of a good device to keep the rest of the batch away from just straight being with Omega for the whole episode. Like, they all have something to do. You know, Mac Wrecker's, you know, helping move the stuff, Tex putting it all together, you know, Hunter's checking all the diagnostics or whatever. Um, so this one's very much Omega kind of on her own. Uh you know, I don't want to say fending for herself, but you know what I mean? Like she's the one that's kind of doing the mission to get the stuff, um, for them. And she, in trying to get the codes for the race shield is, you know, she discovers that Mako has been skimming off the top and she tells Benny that they shouldn't have to compete for food, which Adoy, I mean, that seems pretty basic, but as we've seen, and this is one of those real world things, uh, sorry guys for bringing it up. If you don't want to hear about this kind of stuff, but like, that's that, uh, that's capitalism. That's the idea behind like trickle down economics. And like, guess what? As we see here, kids, uh, that shit don't work. Uh, the only thing that rolls downhill is bullshit. So it's always the workers. I got to deal with the fat cats up top. Um, and again, I say that as somebody who's in a union and believes that what this shit is, uh, is all about. So I did like kind of seeing that messaging. Um, and, if you're on Twitter and you saw what the kind of brothers kind of put up as their um, little teaser tweet, it was an image of like a bunch of, I think it was like Karl Marx and it was just holding up a sign that said redacted. It's clearly from some other show or cartoon show or something. Um, but uh, I don't know if it was that <laughs> overt about like, you know, Marxism or whatever, but I mean, you know, there should be some equality for these workers. Let's just, let's just put it out there, you know, as it is. I, you know, it's, it's like um, the stuff with um, Nemec's manifesto, um, just the word manifesto in Star Wars. I mean, like, the messaging is pretty clear that, you know, there should be some kind of equality if you just want to break it down that way, where, you know, they're kind of saying that uh, the Empire essentially does the same thing to people by keeping them oppressed a certain way, um, either militarily, you know, this is a way, you know, even though there's not, it's not really money, it's just food, but it's a way to keep people down economically. 
um, by, you know, starving them for rations and telling them that they have to do more and more for less and less. It's something that happens all the time in the real world. Um, but I don't want to get too much into the real world, real world politics of it all. But I mean, that's, that's, that's the reality of what this kind of episode is. Um, so Omega and Benny are trying to find their way out. Benny kind of like narks on her a little bit and, uh, well, not a little bit, you know, he kind of trips an alarm, whatever. Mako and his droids come in and they kind of, they, you know, essentially arrest Omega. And then there's this cool standoff shot on one of those bridges. And I don't know what's underneath that. Um, if it's just like more molten something, whoever designed the, uh, this mine, like that didn't, I don't know. I mean, it's Star Wars. It doesn't have to make sense, but it's like, why is there just a big catwalk right there? Um, but it is. And they threaten Omega by throwing her over the side, threaten to throw her over the side. If, uh, the bats doesn't like lower their arms at all of them. Excuse me. I'm burping guys. Um, but, um, yeah, so there's the big standoff there and it ends up with, um, Omega doing this really, really kind of cool move, which I mean, kind of dumb, but she has enough confidence in Hunter to uh, know that he's going to kind of come to her rescue. So she goes to drop off the side and she pulls the droid with her. And, you know, Hunter had already shot his kind of grappling hook or whatever to, to grab her mid drop. Um, bold move on Omega's part, um, I do have to say. Um, but it was kind of cool animation the way that that far away shot him dropping uh, looked really cool. And we see, you know, Drake uh, started from the bottom. Now we hear workers uprising, uh, finding out the truth as well. And as the other workers kind of revolt against uh, Mako, like the batch is like, all right, we out. Uh, you're on your own. And they surround Mako and he kind of goes over the side, but he Benny being, having learned a little bit of kindness, it seems from Omega, because she gives him her ration bar and he's like, why would you give this to me? And she says, because you helped us. Like, it's pretty simple. Um, you know, their, their relationship has somewhat become a little bit transactional in that regard, but she still just wants to do something nice for him and show her appreciation. So the, uh, Mako ends up dropping over the side and he's hanging up by his cane. And Benny says, you know, give me your hand. Like, when are I going to let you die? And Benny says, uh, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't have, like, you shouldn't have crossed me, kid. Something like that. And then he ends up dropping into the pit. And um, he gone, Mako dead. Um, which, uh, again, you know, one of those uh, falling deaths in Star Wars. It's a thing that happens. And... You know, again, you know, this this breaks down to like trying to find some kind of equality for people in within the galaxy. And in this regard, it's about literally about the workers. Um, but it's going to show the Batch and Omega that the Empire is not the only threat in the galaxy. It's greed and uh, things like that that are also meant to keep people down. Because it seems to me that Mako and this mine have if they're selling Ipsium to the empire or to whoever, um, you know, the, the tendrils of that kind of, uh, inequality and greed are, uh, are far reaching. So 
Um, the very, very end of this thing I thought was really cool to give Tech the moment to reassure Omega that even though um, the Empire it kind of expresses its threat in all of these different ways, that there are still many people like them in the galaxy who are willing to stand up against it. And given the conversation that Tech and Omega had in the last episode, it was cool for him to have the moment of a somewhat like emotional, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like uh, the conviction, you know, where before he would have, you know, two episodes ago, it would have just been a very dry delivery of, yeah, things suck and that's just the way it is. But here he's now trying to comfort her and say that uh, we're not alone which uh, I thought was kind of a nice touch for him, for him to be the one to kind of like show that a uh, little bit of compassion for her. So there's a lot more stuff that we can talk about with this episode, but uh, I, I don't really think I have that much to say. Um, of course, we know, you know, sounds and sights of the episodes always look great. Um, solid episode. I like that this was kind of a two-part thing. Um, it seems, you know, just in context of the show itself, seems to have been kind of a quick thing. Who knows where it goes from here? Because again, this is like a reset point. So we've got, what, five more episodes after this. Um, so we'll see what the batch gets up to. And uh, if I if I can express my disappointment to one thing for the season as of yet, 10 episodes in, one episode with Crosshair, guys. I mean, come on. What the hell is my boy up to? You know how I feel about him. Sal Perales. I won't have the crosshair slander. No, sir. Not on my Twitter feed. That shit out of my house. Um, I want to know what he's up to. I want to know what he's battling with. He's still, the last time we saw him, he heard that Cody left. And is he more hardline for the Empire? Is he having second thoughts? What the hell's going on? Are these last five episodes going to center on just his stuff? For my part, yes, there's character growth, and it was nice to see for this part of the season up to this point, but he's another factor. I want to know what the hell's going on with him. So uh, whoever's writing this thing, it seems to be uh, Nathaniel Villanueva's writing most of the ep- seasons, and uh, what's his name, uh, Mitznovich, I forget his first name, um, like, I, I hope, I know they're not writing the episodes now, guys, they wrote this shit like two years ago, but... If, if I have a wish right now, like I need, I need more of that crosshair content. I want to know what, what's going on with him, uh, and whatever kind of internal conflicts he's got. So maybe we'll have more to talk about that this weekend. Um, because I do have a guest coming on this week. This one's been in the works for uh, a few weeks now. Uh, you know him and, uh, you have thoughts about him, but my good buddy, Johnny Hoey from the resistance broadcast is going to be joining me this weekend and we're going to talk about a lot of other stuff. We might get into a little bit of Bad, bad Batch. I'm sure we will. But uh, Johnny and I have some common interests uh, outside of Star Wars. So we may have just, just a really crazy, fun conversation outside of all that. I do have some plans for uh, some things we might want to talk about. So, guys, if you have any uh, comments, questions, concerns about this episode or anything coming up uh, in and around Star Wars, you know how to do that. You can send me an email at comlink, C-O-M-L-I-N-K, at gmail.com. I'm sorry, at jamtransmissions.com. Um, you can find me on all the socials at Cad Bane's Bounty. You can follow the show on Twitter and Hive at JT Comlink and on Instagram 
at Jam Transmissions. Uh, friends, we are one week away from The Mandalorian Season 3. So I think the scheduling of my episodes are going to change. Uh, Wednesday mornings will be for The Mandalorian. And I believe Thursday mornings is what I'm going to do for The Bad Batch. So you're going to get two of these bonus episodes a week. And then weekly episodes as I see fit. Um, or when I have the time, I should say. March is going to be really goofy. Um, got some travel plans at the end of the month. So I might have to skip a week, which I believe is going to be the week of the Bad Batch finale. Um, we'll see how things go because we're going to be, we might be out of town for that. Um, and uh, we know how it goes. I mean, we can record from anywhere, but just we'll have to see how plans go. So um, yeah, guys, uh, rate and review episodes wherever you listen on the Apple thing or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to podcasts, please do tell your friends, uh, retweeting episodes as they go up or sharing them on, on the socials, uh, is, is a great help. And, um, yeah, so I think I'm going to leave you guys to it and, um, just, uh, enjoy the rest of your weeks and I will talk with all of you on the weekend. May that force be with you all my friends. And again,